Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Hey there, besties. It is Danny J, and I am recording a solo episode today because this is just what we do. Sometimes we speak alone. So anyway, I wanted to bring up a topic today that I think affects a lot of us, and that is dieting, yo-yo dieting, and actually gaining weight from dieting, and maybe even being unable to lose weight no matter what you do. And so I want to share a little story of what happened to me. We kind of touched on it in a few episodes, like the food obsession episode. Also, Felicia Romero was just on, and we went through a very similar experience. And I still get a lot of questions of how did you lose the weight? How did you heal yourself? And how did you move forward and get over the food obsession, especially when you gained that weight and you wanted to just feel normal again? And I get all of those questions. So if you have never dealt with like extreme adrenal fatigue, it's cool. I think this episode will still be valuable. If you have ever dieted, yo-yo dieted, struggled with food, struggled with body image issues, I would hang on and listen all the way through. I think there can be some really good tips for you. And if you're a personal trainer, I think this could help you work with your clients as well. So where this kind of started and where people started asking me was I made a YouTube video in 2000, I want to say, uh, what's 2013, and it was called Metabolic Damage and Why I'm Pissed Off. And I remember so vividly this day because I had been struggling for months and months. I was looking online for what I could do to lose weight, why I was gaining, because I was eating so clean, and I really felt like it was my competition diet that caused this issue. So I turned on the camera, and I remember being so terrified, shutting the screen and posting it, and just thinking, I'm going to be blacklisted from the NPC, which the which was the competitive organization I was in. I am going to lose all credibility as a trainer, and I can basically kiss my career goodbye. But as the title said, I was pissed off that nobody was talking about it. I felt like nobody could help me, and I was reaching out, honestly. I was kind of reaching out for help, and I was hoping that other people maybe could understand. And the reality was I wasn't I wasn't looking for so many people to relate to me. And unfortunately, there were. I probably got 200 emails within that first week of women saying, oh my gosh, this is also me. So I'm going to walk you through how everything started, where the breaking point was, and then where I am today. And just to give you a timeline, and this isn't to scare you, but I would say the whole process took about five years in total. I would say it was about two years of me fighting my body. Two, two and a half years of me fighting my body, and then two and a half years of me surrendering and really listening to my body and finally releasing that weight. And I know that sounds so crazy to some of you. I remember a doctor or a naturopath telling me it might take about two years, and I was thinking, there's no way I had two years. I can't do this. But two years go- goes by so fast, and I don't think it would have taken me two years had I heeded some of this advice earlier. So maybe if you're in the middle of the struggle, I can help you lessen some of that time. But I will say right now, the urgency and the fear is only going to keep it longer. So so kind of backing up, 
Um, I started fitness competitions in 2006. And one of the reasons I did these was I was a trainer. And actually, even before that, I was an acrobat at SeaWorld. Um, It was my first job out of college. So yay, happy parents got a degree and went and joined the circus. But it was actually something that was so fulfilling to me. And I remember so many times in my journal writing that I was living a dream come true and I didn't even know this was a dream. Like I was basically getting paid to fly and have fun and work in San Diego, which is one of the most beautiful cities in the world, I think. And I was just literally living the time of my life and I was making more money than I ever had. Um, I think we were making about $500 a week, which was huge for a 22 year old. And I mean, even huge for probably most people these (laughs) these days. And um, I was... I was just living it. I was living it up and I felt amazing. I was having laughter. I was done by five o'clock every night. I was just like having the best life. And there was one morning I woke up and I was stepping out of bed and I fell on the floor. And have you, if you've ever had that feeling where your foot falls asleep and it's tingly, it was kind of like that, but it was my whole, it was my legs. And I was like, oh dang, my legs fell asleep. And I've had my arms fall asleep a lot. So I was like, this is a weird sensation. My legs fell asleep. So I kind of shook it off. I was able to kind of limp to the bathroom and I thought I'll just go back to sleep. And a few hours later, same thing happened. This time I was in a lot of pain. And ultimately, and I'll do an entire episode on this, but ultimately what I found out was that I got a bacterial infection in my sacroiliac joint that cut off my motor neurons and I was paralyzed. And I ended up living in the hospital for a month I got out, I was able to slightly move my right leg, so they gave me a walker, I could kind of lean on it with my arms, and I couldn't walk for about a year. And so that turned into me learning how to rehabilitate myself, and I figured if I'm going to do this, I might as well get certified, thus becoming a personal trainer. And once I had that experience, I realized, I was like, I never want to take this for granted again. So I went extreme into fitness. I ran a marathon. I'm like, I'm going to do anything I can to just use this body that I've been given because I was so grateful that I could use it again. And because I was a trainer, I, I also felt that I needed to look the part, right? Like you see trainers and I thought, I need to be so fit. And I started looking at these magazines with these girls with abs. And I looked at those magazines and thought, I want to do that. And so I looked into fitness competitions. I signed up with a coach who was training one of the best in the world at the time, Monica Brandt. Anyone remembers her? And I went on that journey. And so I competed for about two years and I decided to start working with a new coach. And this coach put me on a little more extreme of a diet. In fact, it was keto, which was funny that it's all popular now because I had this extreme anger against keto diets because that's about when this all started happening to me. And I'm not going to blame the keto diet today. I think it was a combination of two years of dieting and lack of sleep, but it was definitely something I really struggled with. I I hated, I hated that diet when it started coming out. So this coach had me on, I would say if I added up the calories, which I did just to check, I was eating about 900 calories on my low days, which was about three days, and then 1,100 calories on my high days, which was like three days of low, one day high, three days low, one day high, something along the lines of that. And on top of that, I was doing about 45 minutes of cardio, and I was working two jobs. One of them was at a nightclub, so two nights a week I didn't get any sleep. And I just want to note that because I think that was actually a crucial aspect to how things um, spiraled out of control for me quickly. 
another thing I just wanted to point out was that I was only, and I'm finger quoting this, only doing 45 minutes of cardio, but with my old coach, I was doing one to two hours. So I remember thinking, well, I'm not eating as much, but I'm doing less cardio, so it's fine. And that was a little bit of a slippery slope. Of course, probably in some aspects true. If I had been eating 900 calories and doing two to three hours, that would have killed me even faster. Um, But it's still not okay. It's still not enough to sustain the lifestyle that I had. Um, And not for anyone. Honestly, I would never recommend it. I don't even like to drop the numbers in here, but just so you can get an idea of how I think bad it was. So I worked with this new coach for about a year and we entered into, I was trying to get my pro card. I was competing at the national level and I started to notice my energy levels really, really declining. And I was telling him, Hey, you know, I think I need to eat more on my nights that I work all night long because I was having six meals a day, but then I was staying up all night. So I was virtually up for two nights. And so he'd give me an extra protein shake. I'd have a protein shake at like one in the morning. And then I would get home at 5 a.m. and I would eat my breakfast and then go to sleep. So it was a weird kind of schedule. And I did my last show. It was November 2009. And uh, I remember competing and seeing these girls like blow up right after a show and talking about their food and, and their binges and like the cakes. And I was never that person. I was so strict. And I guess I got a I don't know. I got some kind of kick off of being like the most disciplined and that I could do this even through the off season. And so um, I was never that person who would blow up, but right after my last show, I was just so excited to like eat oatmeal again (laughs) and to eat carbs again, to eat oatmeal and to eat rice. Cause on keto, you don't really have any carbs. So I remember my first day after my show, I had a half a cup of oatmeal and half a cup of rice at lunch. And the next day I gained seven pounds. And of course, like probably most people would in that situation, I freaked out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't eat carbs now. Like I just can't, I eat them and I blow up. And I was also that person who thought if I look at a cupcake, I will gain weight. And I probably would have, actually I would have. because I was training my body (laughs) to do that. So I gained seven pounds overnight and that terrified me. So then I went back to no carbs. But then of course the compensatory actions are like, you can't live that way. So then I wanted the carbs again and I tried it. And then I I would gain five to seven pounds. And so I started this thing of where I gained five to seven pounds, then I'd lose about three, then I gained five to seven, then I'd lose about three. And pretty soon now I'm up about 10, 15 pounds within just a few weeks. And I am terrified. So I'm telling my coach this, there was another competition coming up. It was the body space, body space spokes model competition, which was a really big deal to me to be a part of bodybuilding.com. And I entered into that And I remember I was probably about eight pounds up for my stage weight and I thought I looked terrible, which looking back at pictures was probably the best, the better of what I looked. I didn't look so unhealthy, but I remember thinking I looked so uh, bloated and all the things that mess you up when you're just around that industry. So fast forward, um, I finally got a call the following year. During that year, I was just struggling with the up and down things, um, trying to do different things to keep my weight down. I never really got back to my old weight. Um, I was struggling just to maintain the eight pound gain. And finally I was ready for the holidays. It was like Christmas. And I'm like, I don't want to think about this anymore. I just want to enjoy the holidays like normal people. And then I got a call to do a magazine cover shoot in January. I'm like, great. Now I'm going to have to diet through the holidays because I'm shooting a magazine cover, which is a dream of mine to do. And now I have to diet all the way through the holidays. So the magazine cover shot, 
and went through the same thing. There was more, there was always one more thing, always one more thing. And I felt like I was on this hamster wheel of having to diet and needing a break, but I couldn't take a break. And I got to a point where I would drive to the gym. I remember sitting in front of the gym in the parking lot and just bawling, like knowing I had to go in and I had to get, you know, had to get my workout in, had to get a certain number of minutes of cardio and just being so tired and not wanting to do it. And all the while I'm working on a new business and my husband and I were going through losing our home. The economy was crashing. Our clients were leaving. There was a lot of stuff going on at the same time. So fast forward, I end up moving to Utah to work with my new business partner. We started a new brand called the Sweaty Bettys. And I thought I looked so, (laughs) I thought I looked so fat at the time and we wanted to do YouTube. And I was thinking, I just need to lose a few pounds before we make the videos. But I knew I couldn't wait. So I'm like, I'm just going to have to go on and do this anyway. And I'm so proud of myself for doing it because uh, there would have been a lot of content and a lot of things lost had I not. And I made it, I want to say I made a really amazing brand by just getting out there and doing it, even though I didn't feel that I looked perfect yet, but I did it anyway. And that was around when I decided to film that video. So fast forward to the Sweaty Betty's days, I'm struggling. We're struggling financially. The business is brand new. We left our home. We actually foreclosed on our home. And now my business partner is leaving. So I'm in this massive stress ball and the food stuff is just rearing its head. And I I had been bulimic for years through middle school, high school, and part of college. And then I think what helped me was competing. It helped me kind of stop the binging. So I thought I had cured myself. And suddenly, after my business partner left, I'm feeling these urges to binge and purge again. And I started down this path. And that's when I was feeling probably my lowest. Like, now I'm bulimic again. My life is falling apart. We just filed bankruptcy. My business partner is leaving and I'm having massive anxiety, no money coming in, and I'm gaining weight so rapidly. So out of desperation, I saw a Groupon and uh, for hypnotherapy and I went to try it. I'm like, I need to do this for my anxiety over my business partner and for my eating. And the hypnosis was nothing short of a miracle. It didn't fix everything, but it helped me immensely control some of my anxiety and realize where some of my fears were coming from. And I also learned a technique called EFT. It's emotional freedom technique. And you might also hear it as called tapping. And I learned this and it helped me through a lot of my anxiousness, especially when my business partner would, we would have some kind of fights or text issues or, you know, we weren't communicating. And after a couple sessions with my hypnotherapist, I literally just decided to, oh, let me back up. During this time as well, I started going to doctors. So I went to my regular doctor. I told them I'm gaining weight rapidly. I don't know what to do. And I remember one of the doctors said, well, you just need to eat less and exercise more. And I don't know if I burst into tears, but I remember the feeling coming up in my chest and my face turning red. Like I wanted to punch him in the dick so hard Because I was already eating 900 calories and exercising as much as I possibly could manage in my schedule, and I was gaining weight. I'm like, I don't know how I can eat less and exercise more. So I thought, maybe it's my thyroid. So I got thyroid tested. I did have some hypothyroidism, so they put me on thyroid medication. I was like, this is it. This is going to fix me. 
I went on the thyroid medication, still had the same issues, the same things happening. I went to a different doctor. I went to an endocrinologist. They tested my thyroid function. They tested my kidney function, my adrenals. They tested everything. Everything was coming back normal. I had no period. They said my hormones looked normal. My skin was broken out. They said everything was normal. And I just remember thinking, I everything is not normal. Like, this doesn't make sense. What I'm doing doesn't make sense. So I'm here in Utah. Um, I get hooked up with a hormone specialist. I go to this person who takes, they literally cut a hole in my butt and they implant a um, pill in, under my skin, like a testosterone pill. Like this is, I guess, a hormone replacement therapy. So these are the things I'm doing. I just want to sh share with you that because this was the struggle I was going through all the while this is happening. So while this weight gain is happening, I'm like trying to find reasons. So I did this hormone replacement therapy. I remember it cost so much money. And this is during the time where we have zero money. We're living with our friends. And I don't know what's going on. My sex drive is tanked. My poor husband, we're not having sex. Everything just feels like it's falling apart. So I try, I'm on thyroid pills. I'm taking uh, testosterone, like doing these creams. I have testosterone shoved in my skin and my butt. I mean, I've got all this stuff and it's still not working. So I had my final like breakdown and I remember crying in the room, in the bedroom and thinking, this is it, I don't care. I'm gaining weight anyway. I'm doing all the things. I'm just going to say, fuck it and enjoy it. And my husband's probably going to leave me. I'm going to get up to 300 pounds. I'm going to lose all credibility as a trainer or anything I do, but I cannot do this anymore. I just can't. And that night I ate this giant bowl of spaghetti at 10 PM. And I remember this so well because it had been years before I ate carbs after four, right? There's that line in Step Brothers where the brother like lifts up his shirt and he's like, I haven't had a carb since 2004. Like that was me. Like I hadn't had a carb since 2010 or something. Um, but at least not after 10 PM, like after 4 PM. So I ate this giant bowl of spaghetti after 10 at 10 PM. And I would decided I'm not going to weigh myself anymore. I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. I'm going to blow up. My husband's going to leave me and I'm just going to be a lonely fat person with no job. And then somehow, I don't know, I'll disappear off the planet. I, I don't know. I didn't have a plan, but I was that level of frustrated and broken down that I just didn't care. And mind you too, my identity was wrapped up in all of this. Like I was a personal trainer. I had a master's degree in exercise science and health promotion. Like I should know what is happening and I don't. And I'm supposed to be an expert and I have this fitness brand. So just to layer on top of this, you know, maybe you guys don't understand or maybe it sounds silly to be that like upset about gaining weight. But for me, this was my livelihood. This was my identity. This was everything. So I had told myself I'd stop weighing. But of course, the next day after eating the spaghetti, I was just like, fuck it. Let's see what I did. Let's see the damage. I got on the scale and I had actually not gained any weight from the day before. It stayed exactly the same. And that was a really interesting moment for me because all the things I had been doing before, like the days I would work out really hard, I would get on the scale and I gained it. I'm like, what the hell? So this point I did the opposite. I ate shit. I didn't eat. I didn't work out that day and I stayed the same. It was like, hmm, this is fascinating because I fully get, I fully expected like that. Remember the oatmeal? I gained seven pounds for half a cup of oatmeal. I sure that I would gain 20 pounds overnight from that spaghetti. So I kept doing that. In fact, I went a little crazy. I remember going to the grocery store and buying those bags of chocolate reasons and eating like two bags of those. 
and I put the food scale away. I had so much anxiety over not measuring my food, but this is the first time I didn't measure. And I started to just not measure and kind of eat some bullshit stuff, like go on a little bit of a binge spree. And after about five days, I didn't want that crap anymore. Like I didn't want the chocolate anymore. And I toyed with the scale. I tried to not look every once in a while I did. I had gained a few pounds, but I don't think I ever went after that. I don't think I gained more than like five pounds and then stabilized. So I continued to just do this. And what happened was my husband ended up getting a job in another state. Um, My business partner and I split. And so I got lucky in the sense that I had some time to actually work on healing. So my husband had to go to Texas to move and I had to wait for a couple months before he could afford to get me down. So I went to stay with my parents and I remember thinking I have two months and I have to focus on myself and healing. So I reached out to Jade Tita, Dr. Jade, which actually Jill's ex-husband. And I didn't even really, I didn't even know Jill at the time. Actually, I knew Dr. Jade from online and I cried to him. Uh, we were kind of friends and I'm like, I really need your help. I don't have a lot of money, but I want you to help me. So he worked out a deal with me. Um, I know he lowered his rates just to help me out. And we started down a path and he educated me on what was going on. And some people may call it metabolic damage. Some people call it adrenal fatigue, but ultimately this is called HPA axis dysfunction. And you could be on any level of this. If you feel like any of these symptoms sound familiar or any of this has ever happened to you, HPA is your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal like axis. So think of it as like a a triangle and all of these are connected, right? So your hypothalamus, your hypothalamus, um, and please, like some of this might be wrong. It's been a while. I used to know the science so well because I was so entrenched in learning what was going on with my body. But the hypothalamus um, regulates things like your thyroid hormones. Your pituitary is going to re- regulate things like your sex hormones. And adrenal is going to regulate your cortisol. But all of them work together. And they all use different parts of molecules. that They share some molecules. So one of them is called pregnenolone. And what happens is, is when your body is under constant stress, you're producing a ton of cortisol and you need cortisol. Every morning, your cortisol should go up higher. It helps you like get up. It gets your adrenaline going and it gets you going through the day. But what happens when you're under constant stress is your cortisol is pumping out so much. Instead of dipping during the day, it starts giving you cortisol all day long and all night long. So you might have the symptom called wired but tired where you're oh, you're super exhausted but you can't sleep. And so this is actually kind of a level before the crash. So I had that for a while and then I had my crash where then you can't even keep up with the cortisol production. And what happens is in order to keep the cortisol going, your body steals pregnenolone from the other sex hormones like testosterone, progesterone, estrogen, and your thyroid hormones. So it can continue to make the cortisol. Well, that's why you might have secondary issues with your thyroid and you may start ha- stop having your period, which I had stopped for two years. All of those things happen because your body is stealing the pregnenolone to make cortisol and it cannot make enough of the other hormones. So that's a little bit of a background of science. It's really um, dumbed down for myself and it's about the best I can explain it. So I had no period. I was having no sex drive. My thyroid was all messed up. So I thought by fixing the thyroid, that would fix the issue, but it wasn't fixing the issue because the issue was the cortisol stealing from the other sides, right? So I remember with Jade, he said, one of the first things we need to do is get your sex hormones back on track, right? He was like, 
basically if we have a domino and like the first domino is the cortisol and the next is the sex hormones, the next is the thyroid. So we needed to like start with the first domino instead of I was hitting the thyroid first and that was in the middle. And so it still didn't work. It was like a kink in the hose. So we needed to get my period back. And I was a little scared of this because for me, losing my period was, I hate to say this, but it was kind of a badge of honor. Like I knew that when women's body fat is low enough that they can lose their period. And it felt like I got that lean that I could lose my period. The loss of period when you're that lean or when you're losing it from overexercise is called hypothalamic amenorrhea. And I have an old client named Kirsten Kimura. I'm off to put her in the show notes, K-I-R-S-T-E-N, Kirsten, who works with women with hypothalamic uh, HA, I'll call it. Um, to help them get their period back. And this could be an issue, especially if you're trying to have children. Um, It also reduces your bone density. So there's a lot of negative consequences of it. But um, we wanted to get my period back. So in order to start that, we first were starting with my diet. And he told me I needed to eat more, eat more carbs and more fats. Fats and cholesterol actually help build Um, those hormones. And I had been terrified of fats. So I started taking a tablespoon of coconut oil every day by mouth, just eating it, and then cooking whole eggs in coconut oil. And this was an interesting thing for me as well, because I'd only eaten egg whites for the last seven years. So lots of fats. And then he gave me some supplements, like curcumin, which you can also get like turmeric. In fact, this is why I love Organifi. Organifi has a lot of the things that I use while healing, and I know they're such healing properties. Um, Organifi has turmeric. Um, I was using curcumin because it's anti-inflammatory because I was causing a lot of inflammation. All that stress, all that cortisol causes a lot of inflammation in the body. And that inflammation also causes you to uh, hold water. So a lot of the weight gain that came on really early, like that seven pounds overnight, was purely water because you just can't gain seven pounds of fat overnight from oatmeal. So I was taking curcumin. I was also taking ashwagandha, which is uh, adrenal support and rhodiola. And I'm naming these not to have you go out and self-diagnose and try it, but just so you know. And again, back to Organifi, I'll just give them a shout out. One of the reasons I love their greens is because it has ashwagandha. It has a lot of those herbal remedies that I used. And so I know for constant support, I still want to continue to use those. So shout out Organifi, use the best life. At checkout, you get 20% off. Okay, back to the story. So I was able to move back home with my parents for two months before my husband was able to fly me out and move me to Dallas. So I decided during those two months, I didn't have any clients anymore. I just had my online business and my partner was out. So I was trying to figure that out. So I didn't have a lot going on. And my focus was fully on healing. And I understand that this won't work for everyone, although this was an extreme case. But you to do these principles, I think it will really help. So fats, support on my body, hormonal support, and reducing inflammation. The second piece was sleep. I was so exhausted. When I was in Utah, I was taking naps every day for about two, two and a half hours plus, plus sleeping about eight to 10 hours. And I remember feeling my partner was probably thinking I was so lazy. I was doing my best. And even when I got up in the morning, I was exhausted. I didn't even feel like I woke up for about three hours, even after my eyes were open, right? Have you ever been where like, I'm awake, like I look awake, but I'm not actually awake. That was me for about three hours. So I took this time to sleep and I decided to let myself sleep as long as I needed. And 
there were a few days that I literally slept for 18 hours, which was terrifying because I thought I'm never going to get out of this. I'm going to sleep for 18 hours. Like I'm a koala now. I slept for 18 hours a day. But what happened was I slept for 18 hours, a couple nights, and then I was down to like 16 hours and that lasted a couple of weeks. And then I was sleeping only 14 hours and that lasted a few weeks. And then soon it was 12 and then a nap. And then soon it was 10 and then a nap. And what happened was as I continued to just let my body sleep, I needed less and less, but it was, it took a while. I would say that full two months was focused on just sleep and then getting up and eating fats and eating these foods and then sleep and sleep and sleep. So I know that was a crucial, crucial part of my healing. And I was very lucky to have the space and availability to do that. I didn't have children. I didn't have to do any work. It was a time we were so broke, but it didn't matter. Like I couldn't get any more broke so I could do this. But I want to say for mamas out there, because I'd say probably some of you are having these same kind of struggles because you had a baby and your hormones are out of whack and you're not sleeping. Um, I was just talking to a girlfriend on DMs and she's like, I cannot lose the weight. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, and she's got a two-year-old and she's like, I haven't slept in two years. I'm like, I hate to say it, but it's partially that. Like, I know you're testing your thyroid. I'm sure it's all fine. It's try to eat some more fats, try to do some of these things. And when you can get some sleep, and if it's going to be another two years before you get sleep, just know that when you start sleeping again, it will make a world of difference. I know, I know this. So these were the things I did physically. Mentally was just as difficult and just as important. So once I decided to stop training, and this was another crucial thing, because at that moment, remember when I said I just said, fuck it, I also decided to stop working out. I was like, you know, I'm working out really hard. I'm eating all the right things. It's not working. I might as well just stop working out and eat whatever and get fat because it, and I'm going to enjoy it. So I stopped working out. But what was hard was that I followed online so many competitors. And I'd see these girls like getting it in, two a days, no excuses. And that would, I'd start to question myself. I'm like, oh, you know, I could just get it in even though I don't want to. You know, you see those motivational things like I didn't want to, but I still did. And I'm so glad. And I'm like, I, I questioned myself that maybe I should just go back and do it. And a few times I did. And every time I went back to do cardio, I ended up gaining like five pounds overnight. Every time I went back to lift, I gained like two, three pounds overnight. And so I knew inherently that the workouts were bad, but I kept falling into the trap off and on. So I finally just unfollowed. And that was hard because these were a lot of my friends so I started to unfollow almost everyone in fitness. If I saw somebody showing ab photos or bikini photos, because I felt like I didn't look good, um, it made me feel jealous. It made me feel insecure. I had to unfollow people. And that was so crucial. And I want to tell y'all, it is mandatory for you just to like stop following that stuff. If it makes you feel bad, if it's not motivating, it doesn't feel good. If you're in a time of like, I don't, I can't do this right now, unfollow it. It's not, it's not healthy mentally. So I unfollowed a bunch of people. And then I was like thinking, if I'm not known for my body, if I'm not the personal trainer, the expert personal trainer, if I'm not all of those things, I need to develop like, I don't know, a personality. I need to develop some skills outside of physical skills. And so I started to read started to read a lot more. I started to read more personal development books, started to read more business books, and I started to go on walks. And Jade had recommended doing yoga. You know, he's like, doing walks, it's more restorative. Yoga is more restorative. 
I never did the yoga. I wanted to, but to be honest, I was so broke during this time. There was no way I could do, I could afford yoga and I wasn't about to do it myself. I'm just, that's not me. So I kind of did a lot of nothing except reading, um, sleeping and eating. Um, and I think the reading was crucial reading books to help me strengthen my mind, doing affirmations. I love, uh, heal your body, heal your mind, Louise Hay. It just has so many insightful things. And I used that when I was paralyzed as well. So we can put that in the show notes as well. Louise Hay's books are so good. So the mental side, just clearing space, walking, doing the hypnosis and the tapping, uh, therapy. I know Felicia Romero talked about therapy and I think it's crucial if you can afford it. Like these are things that really, really helped. And the irony was that it took a little while. I probably over that summer, I lost about five pounds. So two months of sleeping and all that, I lost about five pounds, never tried. Moved to Dallas. I tried to continue this process, although it was a little harder because now I needed to work and make money. But I continued to just do YouTube videos. And at that point, you might have seen me on YouTube back in the day. You can find my old videos. I was doing them in my apartment. And those were the only workouts I would do. I would do two YouTube videos a week. Those were the only workouts I was doing. So I was doing two a week, keeping it really low key. And I probably within the next year lost about five pounds and then plateaued. What would happen would be I lose five pounds like pretty quickly within about four weeks. And then I would plateau for like nine months and then I'd lose five pounds and then I plateau for a year and then I'd lose five pounds. So I had about 30 plus pounds to lose and that's how it came off just so slowly five pounds and then long, long plateaus in the middle, five pounds and long plateaus. During that time, I did some experimenting. I went back to the gym and because me, I went back full force, like hardcore workouts and quickly would find myself struggling again, gaining weight again, then have to take another break, struggling again, gaining weight again, having to take a break. So I ultimately, I think it was a couple years ago, I created a program for beginners and it was basically for me to follow, to make myself go slow and start slow. And I'm actually doing this program again right now. I shared it with some of you. If you want it, you can DM me. Um, it's a 12 week beginner program, which is basically to help you start over, but go slow and not hurt yourself. Cause I kept doing that. <clears throat> so I'm actually, yeah, I'm doing it right now because I had my neck and back stuff and I, I can't afford to be injured like that again. So I'm going real, real slow. So Ultimately, this is how I healed. It was a slow process during this time because of the practice of not measuring and just having to sit with it and doing the reading I was doing and sleeping and doing all of these things. It actually helped me to listen to my body more, to understand hunger cues, to understand some of my client struggles. When I came back as a trainer, I realized I was a much better trainer because I no longer blamed my client. I'd have people coming to me saying, I'm doing all the things and I can't lose. And I started to ask deeper questions. Um, instead of asking about what they were eating, I'd start asking like, how's your sleep? How's your stress? Those are things that actually add up and they really do make a difference. What age are they? You know, if they're in their late thirties or forties, there may be hormonal stuff. If they just had a baby two years ago or less, there's probably definitely hormonal stuff. So as a trainer, it helped me get better. It helped me ask better questions. It helped me create better programs. And as an individual for myself, it helped me appreciate my body even more. It helped me learn to listen and it helped me learn to trust that my body actually did want to heal itself. I just needed to give it the time and space to do so. 
And so I just want to encourage you that if you're in this space, if you're feeling like I've done this diet and this diet and this diet, then maybe it's time to just let it go and give yourself a little bit of time and space. And it may take a few months, but just to trust that, I mean, look at any five-year-old or like any two to seven-year-old. They're not, I mean, they're eating macaroni and cheese. They're running around like their bodies are doing what they're supposed to do. And they're not thinking about it. They're not counting calories. And I believe that's true to today. Like our bodies are designed to use the fuel that we give them. They know exactly what they do. They want to be at a certain healthy weight. They don't, our bodies don't want to be overweight. Our bodies don't want to be holding on to that extra stuff. And if we allow ourselves to let go of that and part of that is letting go emotionally and like going through, like, what are you hanging on to? What I don't really believe about is what you're eating. It's what's eating you. So what are the things you're hiding? What are the things you're stuffing down? I believe a lot of times we're stuffing food in because we're stuffing emotions down. What are the things you're not talking about with your spouse? What are the things you're not talking about with your parents that have gone on for years and years that you haven't like opened up about? So for me, um, part of the healing and the weight loss actually came to dealing with all the internal stuff, dealing with the reasons why I needed to control how I looked, dealing with the reasons why I felt the need to be look perfect and have everyone, I don't know, applaud me for being the most disciplined. And that was the process I went through. So I hope this is helpful for you, even if you haven't struggled in that deep of a place. The encouragement I can give you is if you have not gone down that crazy of a path, that you don't have to, and it won't take so long for you. So anyway, I love to hear your thoughts on this. If you've struggled the same way, if you haven't, if you got any insights out of it, please drop us a line um, at the Best Life Podcast on our Instagram DMs. We're always there. Also follow us there because we post some funny uh, stuff in our in our stories. And join our private Facebook group. We have fun conversations in there. It's thebestlifepodcast.com. If you just type that, it redirects to Facebook. And subscribe, leave a review. We haven't had any new reviews since February, so I would love to see some reviews. We love reading those. They're our favorite, honestly. Leave an honest review. And I'll see you on the next episode.